Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Then you have 1999. And this was a big one because they made a lot of moves that made a big impact on that 1999 team. First of all, we mentioned the Bobby Bonilla for Mel Rojas trade, whatever. They were looking to dump Mel Rojas. That's really what that came down to. So they take back Bobby Bonilla as a bench player, whatever. They acquire in a three-team trade, Roger Cedeno and Charles Johnson, who they end up flipping, for Todd Hundley and Arnold Gooch. Then they trade Charles Johnson for Armando Benitez. So essentially, they trade Todd Hundley and a prospect, and they end up back with Armando Benitez and Roger Cedeno. Let's be fair about this. That is a great trade. Despite what we all may think about Armando Benitez and his legacy as a Met, you got to give him credit for what he did in the regular season in 99 as an eighth inning guy, in 2000 as the closer. He was a damn good Met. Unfortunately, he leaves us with these negative postseason memories. But pound for pound, that was a great trade, especially when everybody knew we had to trade Todd Hundley because we had gotten Mike Piazza a few months earlier during the regular season of 1998. I mean, there was no way the Todd Hundley left field experiment was going to continue. There was no room for Todd Hundley to play first base. And this is two decades before we would get the designated hitter. So that, to me, was a great trade. You got to look back. And the one year out of Cedeno. And after Cedeno sets the stolen base record for the Mets in 99, and we'll get to this in a few minutes, they end up flipping him in an even bigger trade. So that's a win. But let's get to the free agents of that year. They signed Robin Ventura away from the Chicago White Sox. I think a four-year, $32 million deal. That turned out to be a win. They signed Ricky Henderson, who gives us a great 1999. They signed Pat Mahomes, who turns out to be a very valuable long man that season. And they signed Oral Hershiser, who is a very reliable back-of-the-rotation arm. Hershiser, Mahomes, Henderson, Ventura... Add Armando Benitez, add Roger Cedeno, and all of a sudden, you take an 88-win team, Piazza for a full year, and now you got a team that makes the playoffs for the first time in my lifetime. That was A-minus offseason. You got to say, right? A-minus? It's got to be. I mean, basically, all of those moves worked out. Every single one of them. Benia for Rojas really didn't. But it was also, when you think about it, kind of minor in scope. Like, it didn't matter. Benia was a bench player. Now we go to 2000. The Mets really didn't make that many moves going into 2000. They made one really big, impactful move. 
And then I think, unfortunately, kind of a downgrade move that they had to make. We'll talk about the big move. They bring in Mike Hampton and Derek Bell for Roger Cedeno and Octavio Dotel. And you knew going in, this is a one-year rental for Mike Hampton. Who knows if he's going to stay long-term? Wasn't a concern at the time. You're trading an Octavio Dotel who was like a mini Pedro for the brief period of time he was pitching in 1999. And obviously, Cedeno had an incredible rookie season. You had to give up a lot, but you got back one of the best pitchers in baseball in Mike Hampton and Derek Bell. And we forget about Derek Bell. Derek Bell had this outstanding April where they couldn't get him out. And then he pretty much disappeared. And then he got hurt early on in the postseason and was a non-factor in the playoffs, which is a part of why we had that outfield of Timo Perez, Benny Agbayani, and Jay Payton. So Derek Bell turned out to be, you know, kind of have a minimal effect after April. But overall, Mike Hampton was good. You know, the big negative for Mike Hampton is how he pitched in Game 2 of the World Series. But how he pitched in the NLCS? Now, the guy was the NLCS MVP which has continued this odd trend where if you win the MVP of the NLCS or the World Series as a New York Met, that usually means you're gone the following season, whether it's Daniel Murphy, Mike Hampton, or even before that, Ray Knight. It's like the kiss of death. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But I look back at that trade, and it was absolutely worth it. I mean, look, Octavio Dotel turned out to be a nice relief pitcher who bounced around baseball. It's not like he turned into Pedro Martinez. And Roger Cedeno had some pretty good years. Really, he effed us by us bringing him back a few years later, not even trading him. The downgrade move was signing Todd Zeal. And I don't mean that as an insult. Todd Zeal was a fine Met. Todd Zeal got big hits in that World Series. Unfortunately, it wasn't his fault. Timo Perez wasn't running. So I don't mean that as if he was bad. I meant it that he was a little bit of a downgrade from John Olerud. He was a downgrade defensively. You were asking Todd Zeal to play a position he wasn't that familiar with. He did an okay job at it. But I think most of us feel that that team in 2000 would have been better if they had John Olerud. Remember, it was the greatest defensive infield of all time. That's the way it was kind of framed during that 99 season. So it was a fine pivot by Steve Phillips. It wasn't the worst. I remember one of the rumors going around during that offseason was this blockbuster trade for Carlos Delgado and David Wells, who were both on the Blue Jays at the time. And one of the hot rumors going around is that the Mets would trade basically the package they sent to Houston for Hampton. Cedeno, Dotel, and Benitez would have been in the trade to Toronto for David Wells and Carlos Delgado. And looking back on that, oh my God. <laughs> we may win the World Series if we make that trade. Uh, if we're being fair. The other thing that happened during that offseason that cannot be forgotten is how close we came to trading for Ken Griffey Jr. In fact, we did trade for Ken Griffey Jr. The package was very similar to the package I just said for Wells and Delgado. Dotel, Cedeno, and Benitez for Ken Griffey Jr. But as Ken Griffey Jr. confirmed a few times, he was not given a lot of time to make his decision. And because he was forced to make it over a small period of time during the holidays, he ends up invoking his non-trade clause, no-trade clause, and said no thank you. He ends up getting dealt to Cincinnati. And 
you know, you try to figure out how things would have worked out. Like I could tell you right now, the David Wells, Carlos Delgado package felt like that would have been a game changer. David Wells was always such a money pitcher. You bring him back to New York. You know, maybe that game two of the World Series that Mike Hampton pitches against uh, Roger Clemens where he struggles. Maybe David Wells pitches a shutout. Who the hell knows? You don't know. And Carlos Delgado was one of the best offensive bats in all of baseball. So I think back to a deal like that and say, boy, I think we would have been better off over the Mike Hampton, uh, Derek Bell package. Now, you don't have Armando Benitez. So as much as we say that's a good thing because of his blown moments in the playoffs, they're adding another bullpen arm. Who is it? You know, is John Franco closing out games in 2000? And how good would that even make you feel? But the Ken Griffey Jr. one is very, very complicated because while he was one of my favorite players growing up, I think for most of us, he was our favorite player growing up. How would that have worked in New York? With the, all the injuries he ended up having, having, with the pressure that comes along with playing in this town, I don't know how well it would have worked out. So if those three trades were the kind of rumored deals, I don't think they ended up in the worst scenario getting Mike Hampton. The King Griffey Jr. one could have been bad, especially with that contract. And basically, I don't know how that would have aged here. We would have been very tough on him. As much as we love Ken Griffey Jr., guy comes here, there are high expectations. The other move they made is they acquired Jesse Orozco for Chuck McElroy, which pumped me up as a kid. Jesse Orozco getting to be part of the Mets again. And then in spring training, they flipped him to the Cardinals for Joe McEwing, which clearly turned out to be the right call. So the 2000 offseason was, I think, overall a good one because they aggressively got Mike Hampton. Zeal for Olerud felt like a downgrade. That's how I view the offseason. 